Drive Time 91.3 Always on the cutting edge Voice of Cape Drive Time, 0829-913-913 is uh, the WhatsApp line. Query, comment and or criticize. Amnesty International has urged SAPs to guarantee students' rights to peaceful assembly and to refrain from using excessive force. This follows today's killing of a bystander during uh, student protests, um, at, not at Wits University, but in Bromfontein. And it's become uh, so serious that... Uh, Amnesty International has decided to issue a press release and concern about this uh, particular situation. But online is Shanila Muhammad, Executive Director, Amnesty International. Shanila, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and uh, thank uh, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. Right, uh, we take notes of Amnesty's uh, press release urging SAPs to cool down. In fact, ironically, earlier on in the show, we were talking about uh, the rampant corruption and criminality that is uh, making uh, SAPs um, somewhat of a rather ineffective uh, police force. But today seems to be an example, another example of ineptitude. I mean, how on earth does a bystander get killed in a protest? I still can't understand that one. But you think, you know, it's not the first time. And I think this is this is something that, you know, we really have to, um, you know, call out. That it's not the first time that during a protest people are dying. And people should not be dying, uh, you know, or be caught up in, in, in you know, be, being a threat, uh, under the threat of dying when there's protest action taking place. And I think the thing that, that, that we're finding even more difficult to deal with is the fact that they're still using rubber bullets. You know, rubber bullets cause a huge amount of damage to the body, but they also kill, maim, and injure. And this poor person was a bystander who was, you know, had just come out of a clinic and literally got caught up in this and was shot not once, but three times, it seems. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, according to the doctor, a huge amount of damage was caused to his body. So, you know, again, the question you have to ask yourself is how were they firing so indiscriminately? And secondly, why were they firing so indiscriminately? And, you know, how do you, um, you know, use rubber bullets Bullets, uh, you know, uh, just randomly, not caring who's going to be caught up in a crossfire. Yeah, it's difficult to understand. And, and yes, indeed, um, rubber bullets hurt at uh, the best of times and at the worst of times they can kill, particularly if a person gets hit in the head with them. Um, people don't seem to understand a rubber bullet. It's a normal bullet with uh, kind of like a rubber plastic coating on it so it doesn't go through the body, so it hurts you to stop you protesting, or that's the aim. But it is still pretty much a lethal uh, uh, weapon. Well, I think, you know, it, it, it doesn't go through the body depending on how far away you are. And in this particular case, you know, uh, just going by what the doctor described, uh, you know, the, 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 the victim really was very badly damaged by this bullet. Uh, so, you know, again, it's not something that is, should be lightly used. And in fact, you know, we have been calling on the state for some time now to stop using rubber bullets on protesters. Uh, I think South Africa is one of the few countries that still does this. And they need, you know, to stop doing it. It is in violation of all international, uh, you know, um, laws that govern protest action. Yeah, I think Israel still uses rubber bullets, but that's just anecdotal. 
yes, indeed. Um, and in fact, I mean, if somebody gets uh, shot with a rubber bullet at close range, then it, then it is going to be goodbye because it's coming out at the same velocity as um, a normal bullet in a gun, except, as I say, it's got this coating which is supposed to make things uh, easier. Shanila, what should police be doing in these situations? Because what we are seeing in terms of tactics and crowd control, nothing very different from 1976 or 1985 when it was just to close your eyes and shoot. Well, you know, the last time that we had a case where, you know, during COVID where, uh, you know, uh, Collins Corsa was killed uh, and, you know, we've had a number of reports of excessive use of force, you know, we wrote to the police and we basically asked for a meeting and we said, look, you know, um, we have developed guidelines on how police should operate under these conditions. We are very happy to come and give, you know, you uh, copies of these guidelines, provide training if need be. And of course, you know, they've never taken us up on that offer. I mean, there is a, a, a way in which crowd control and managing protest action is done, and police have to be trained. And you think our police are not trained. So what you have are police that, you know, are very reactive. Uh, you know, they will, um, you know, there is no method in the madness. And I think that is why it often and usually uh, disintegrates into some sort of chaos, which results in the loss of life or a lot of uh, uh, injury. And I feel like, you know, what they need to do is firstly firstly accept and recognize that they're not doing it right and then secondly look for good practice out there you know how to and, and, and as i said as amnesty international we've done a lot of research on this and we've offered uh, our assistance and our you know to help in any way um and they've not taken us up on it but i think that you know at the end of the day you cannot do the same thing over and expect a different result. That is madness. And they keep on doing the same thing over. I mean, I was just watching uh, ENCA this afternoon when they were chasing those protesters, you know, who were blocking off Empire Road and, you know, shooting stun grenades and, you know, doing everything that it looks like something out of apartheid. And you think to yourself, you know, why? All to, to arrest one person? Eventually, they managed to arrest one person. And, you know, again, you know, uh, you're, you're holding one person to account for everything that the crowd has done. There's something wrong with this. You know, they need to understand that they are not dealing with this correctly. And they need to sit down around the table and figure it out. Because, you know, we can't keep on having these situations where every time there's protest action, people are dying. Yeah, I mean, I really do agree that the police need to be trained properly because, um when you get close up to these protests, some of the cops are scared. Um, they haven't been informed about the issues, so they are taught to see the incident as the other. Um, it's dehumanized, and therefore you have the responses that we, we see today. Do you think that uh, our politicians have to be held accountable here for not having correctly trained um, saps our police forces how to respond to crowd uh, control scenarios. Well, she think we, you know, accountability ultimately rests with the politicians, right? They're the ones who are responsible for what happens in this country. And as Amnesty, we hold them to account. They are the main duty bearers. If you look at the situation that unfolded, we go through it every single year. Every single year, students protest because they are not getting funding, because things are not going the way that they should. And again, I would say to, to ministers like Blades and Monday, why are you not learning from the years before? Why are you not 
sitting down and saying, look, we don't want a repeat of last year. Let's figure out, uh, you know, how much funding we can give. You know, instead, there's mixed messages on the one hand. You know, the, the ministry is saying something. On the other hand, you've got Parliament saying something else. You know, and so, of course, there's a state of constant confusion. And what happens is at the end of the day, the kids are the ones that are suffering. They're the ones who are sitting out there in the street, and they're the ones who are not going to get the quality education that they have the right to under the Constitution. So, you know, my answer to your question is they all have to be held accountable. It's not just the police. It's also the politicians, the Minister of Education, the Minister of Higher Education. You know, what are they doing to make sure that we don't have this, you know, every single year we wait for these protests? And, I mean, why? Why are they not dealing with the issues? If they cannot fund certain groupings, they need to be honest or they need to find out how they're going to do it. We're losing so much money to corruption. We're losing billions to corruption. And yet, you know, the, 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 the state is not able to deliver on basic human rights and basic social economic rights. Everyone has a right to education. Everyone has the right to feel safe in their own country. Everyone has the right to protest. You know, and, and your money has been siphoned off. We see a Zonda Commission that is going on and on and on. We have yet to see accountability come out of that. And I think, you know, it's about time that uh, the state stop making excuses. And COVID, again, is not another reason to make an excuse. They need to step up. If not, they need to be held to account because it's unacceptable that we're losing life in this way. Yeah, I mean, uh, the fees must fall, the whole movement has seen so many casualties just in terms of students' careers, people who will never be able to go back to a university again uh, because of, of what unfolded. So I'm sure you'll agree that what we're dealing with here is probably, in essence, the tip of a, of a rather large iceberg. And, you know, uh, I think Shafiq, the other problem you're facing is that it is the poor and, and you know, uh, previously disadvantaged communities that are suffering. It's not the kids from the, you know, from the rich suburbs uh, who go to private schools that are suffering. It's the it's the children from the poor communities. It's the people from the poor communities. And, you know, the reason those kids are out there asking for NASFAS and asking for support is because they cannot afford it. So, you know, the state needs to take into account the massive inequality that exists in this country, you know, and not pretend that it's not happening. Not everyone, you know, the majority of people in this country are living in you know, dire conditions, whereas a tiny percentage are living their life. And I think, you know, until and unless the state does something to deal with the inequalities, we will never, ever, as a country, um, you know, uh, be be uh, without this type of, of uh, uh, unrest. Because, you know, people are getting tired. They're getting tired of being poor. They're getting tired of, of uh, you know, having to share one toilet with, with God knows how many people, using buckets. They're getting tired of not having housing and living in shacks how long can this go on for questions indeed Shanina Muhammad executive director Amnesty International thank you for joining us thank you so much bye bye Yeah, on the weather, certainly interesting stuff. We've had a lot of rain. It's always welcome. And I'm hoping that uh, some of that rain was in our uh, catchment areas for the dams. Nothing like an early flow into the dams. We'll find out about that later. But what has caused all of the weather is a six-decker frontal system. In other words, six um, 
uh, uh, cells, low-pressure cells, all the way into the Antarctic, all lined up uh, beneath Africa and pumping those gale-force winds and causing the rain. Rather unusual time of the year for all of this, but um, as... uh, Meteorologists will tell you it's the shoulder season where one day it will be winter, the next day summer, the next day autumn, and the next day, well, who knows. But uh, nonetheless, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, 23 degrees, tonight 17 due to cloud cover, and uh, the showers will start to back off just a little bit. Uh, Friday, uh, it will be overcast, but uh, clouds will be running away. That will just be overcast Saturday. Overcast, Sunday overcast, Monday a bit of sun, Tuesday a bit of sun, but pretty cool all the way through until Tuesday. High humidity and your averages 22 and 18 all the way through until Tuesday. Sunrise uh, tomorrow 6.41 and sunset tonight 19.10, Maghrib 19.13. Top stories this hour. Leap officers permanently deployed to combat Mitchell's playing crime. And internationally, Libyan lawmakers approve government of Prime Minister designate Debaiba.